episode 209. Welcome to the summer, everyone. Yes, this is Baron And Brooke. And we are... The, the Witty and Gritty Podcast. Okay, I was like, <laughs> we're going to say the Witty. Oh, let's do that. The Witty and Gritty Podcast. Woo! <laughs> We've been waiting a long time to do that, and it worked out. You know what, guys? <laughs> we try. We try to keep the intro fresh for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So we are kicking off summer with our kid classic stories. This doesn't necessarily mean this is a kid podcast, but this is taking classics you may have either grown up with or you're now reading to your kids and putting a different spin on it, maybe a different perspective, or we're pulling one verse out of the whole story, something like that. Absolutely. Not that we're going to be inappropriate per se, but we are not necessarily saying sit, have, have your kids sit down and listen to this episode, but we hope that you listen to this episode and then turn around and share it with those you lead, whether you're volunteering at a youth church camp this summer, or maybe you have children of your own, or you're in any type of realm where you, where you have an influence on others. Yes, so for the next 10 weeks, we're going to take 10 Old Testament kid classics. It was really hard to narrow this one down as well, <laughs> just per use mm-hmm. for, me, for me and you. Yeah. Like, we all can only pick five verses out of this book. Anyway, so we're taking the Old Testament, picking 10 classic stories. Mm-hmm. Or parts of stories. Yeah. And going from there. If you guys like to gamify your learning, go ahead and pause the podcast and write down the 10 you think we're going to pick. That's a good one. And here's a clue. (laughs) Think of the coloring pages your kids bring home from their Sunday school classes. That might help you decide. Well, we're going to start in the beginning, which would be the first book of Genesis. Perfect. Yes. We're going to talk about creation and Adam and Eve, where it all... Such a classic. Classic. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. It started. So the way these episodes are going to roll out, we're going to give you some context first, and then we're going to go through our read, pray, talk, tell method. But we highly encourage you, please go back and read the full story because we only have a short time with you guys today. So read the full story so that way you know what we're talking about. You can go from there. And because these classics have been produced in a number of fashions, whether it's kids' books, TV shows, and movies, you might be surprised what is actually in the text and what is gleaned, but very like logically gleaned yes. from scripture. So yes. another a little tease. Reason commentaries are important to read because it's perspectives and they pull the history for you and all that jazz. Anyway, Adam and Eve and creation. Here we go. Here's your context part. So it started out with nothing. God made everything and he calls it all good. So he made the heavens and the earth. It's good. He made the light. Also good. Day and night, still good. Separated the waters, the land and sea. What? What? Oh, it was good. It was still all good. (laughs) You get the picture. Last, he made humans, and guess what, Farron? They're good, too. (laughs) (laughs) Just how it was originally designed to be. You can read all of this in Genesis 1, which is why it's important to read it. But there's also a tree. There's a couple trees, lots of trees. But this is the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and God said, don't eat from it. It's good, but don't eat from it. But why not? (laughs) That's why we need you to read the story. Because whenever he says you're going to die from it, Mm. Satan takes the words and twists it and confuses Adam and Eve. Yeah. So that's why we're pulling from Genesis 3, verse 6. If you look at Genesis chapter 3 and start there, that's where you can see the fall of man. So read chapters 1 and 2 and then come back for 3. 
And so right now we're going to read Genesis 3, verse 6. This is after. They're standing in front of the tree, and it's looking appealing. Yes, Satan has used his tricky ways. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, Eve started off confident. I ain't doing that. Mm-hmm. And then... Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Hit him with the NLT, Brooke. It says, the woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious, and she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she took up the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate it too. Yeah, and the ESV is very similar. It says, so when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruits and ate. And she also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate. Listen, I know a lot of side note. A lot of people are like, ah, it's Eve's fault. But Adam was standing right there too. Yeah. Anyway, that just gets glanced over from time to time. A lot of the time. <laughs> Maybe we're getting That's another better. episode. Another episode yeah. <laughs> for another day. Okay. Read, pray, talk, tell. We just did the read. And remember, we just took one verse. So make sure you're reading the whole context. So now we're going to go to the pray section. Something that jumped out to me after reading this. Just Satan tricked her with words. It was partial truths. We talk about partial truths all the time. And that's why you have to go back to what the Bible says. So the thing that jumped out to me was capturing your thoughts. Absolutely. I think, too, when we think of our kids, um, we know that their friends can be a huge influence, too. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I kind of saw is Satan, not as like their friend, but just someone that was in their environment that had an influence on them. Yeah. And so we got to be careful that when our kids are being getting some pushback, push, getting pushback from those in their environment, friend or foe, that they're able to stop, like you said, and capture their thoughts and say, wait, does that, is that accurate? And what I love to tell my kids right now in this life phase is they don't have to answer right then. You don't have to answer, decide, or act right then. I mean, Eve maybe could have got out of it with a, well, thanks for sharing. I'm going to think on this. I'm going to go chat with God about that real <laughs> <Yeah>. quick. <laughs> and then next time God passes by, you know, say, God, there's this snake guy in my social studies class. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm not quite sure what he's saying, but this happens to adults too. There's all, all kinds of times where I'm thinking something and it is so close to the truth, but it's not either the whole truth or it's a little bit twisted. And I have to say, hmm, okay, let me really think through this thought and confirm it through scripture or wise counsel or prayer. And that usually clears it up for you. But there's also a mini series we made for you guys. And it's the Guya mini series, 84 through 91 episodes of the podcast. Awesome. What comes to mind is gossip Ooh. in adult world yeah. where there's a little bit of truth. And so trying to make your decisions trying to make your decisions based on facts as opposed to emotions or again the gossip. So Yeah, we had a whole verse from our Philippians mini series or a whole episode about Philippians four, six through eight, and that's the stop, pray, ask, think, and thank God and then what to think about. So if we'll pl- we'll put that episode in the show notes too. But you can pray over your thoughts, over your kids' thoughts, over your spouse's thoughts, and make sure that we're doing a good job of recognizing and capturing it. That way we don't get into this, oh, well, I thought that was what we're supposed to do. It was pretty convincing, so I did it. Yes. And just to tack this on, because this could also be a whole other episode, is talking to your kids about how to pray and seek forgiveness um, when you do sin, because it's going to happen. Yeah. Okay. Read, pray, talk. Talk, 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 talk. 
Okay, I like this one. We kind of hinted at this too, going back and referencing scripture, Mm -hmm. going back and talking to God about it, but also seeking wise counsel. So if I'm not sure about a thing, I can always ask you, Farron, I know I have you, and I can say, okay, this is what's uh, happening. What do you think? Or is that accurate? Am I way off here? That's usually the way I phrase it. Am I way off? Am I in crazy town? I need to know. (laughs) Yeah, definitely encouraging your kids and people you lead to seek wise counsel. And I would just add that, you know, if you know a fellow believer, that's a really good place to start. um, Because if you're not a believer, you're likely to have a different perspective Mm -hmm. on things. So, yes, talk it out with somebody. Again, that goes right in line with you don't have to respond or react right that second. Yeah. And if someone's telling you have to, then that should be a red Red flag. flag. Mm -hmm. That's good, too. That's kind of like when you go to a job interview and they're like, well, we'd like to offer you the job. And you're like, uh, oh. Uh, you don't have to answer right now. You can say, let me think about it. Let me go home and talk to my spouse. Let me pray about it. I know it's the beginning of summer, so there are a lot of job shifts and changes. Kids are going to different grades. You're starting all the things for the summer. Mm -hmm. So those are questions and things that might come up. Absolutely. Read, pray, talk, tell. Our kid-centered portion. Lesson of the day, Farron. Yes, well, one thing that stood out to me is Mr. Adam from the Adam and Eve clan. (laughs) Being a good friend involves saying something when you see a friend making a bad decision. Yeah, that's hard. Kids are adults. Mm -hmm. And I think especially as an adult, it's you got to be sensitive to when you choose to say these things. Um, If you can, you don't want to call your friend out in front of everybody or in the heat of the moment. But I do think that we need to not be passive and just talk about you know, hey, I, these you're giving me these reasons for making mm-hmm. this decision, but that doesn't really align with the truths that we mm-hmm. believe or know. And or hey, I, you know, you made this decision the other day. You know, I don't know that you considered this. If that happens again, you might consider doing this differently. Yeah, I like how you're using the word consider. You're not putting the. You're not saying you should blah blah blah. You're saying mm, maybe think about it. Maybe think about doing that. I will. We've also talked about if someone is in danger or it is about to be unsafe, kid, my child, please stop them from doing that. Like if they're about to jump off a cliff because everyone's doing it, you have permission to grab your sister, yank her back and say, we're not doing that and walk away. Yeah. I believe Jude says to snatch them out of the fire. Yeah. And snatching is not a gentle tug. (laughs) You're right. It's not. You would snatch your kid out of traffic. They're about to make a bad choice. Mm. So later when you're not there... Make sure your your kids feel like they can protect the people they love and care about in a way that is obviously safe, but definitely snatches them out of the danger. Yep. You hear all these times about how parents give their kids that code word or whatever. They can pick up the phone and be like, oh, man, what, what, is, what did you do? Okay, Farron, story, set me up on a blind date. <laughs> We've said it before, <laughs> maybe a couple years ago, but I definitely had someone call. I think you were working that night. Mm-hmm. And I had our friend, I think Keaton, he called in the middle of the dinner and he said, Billy fell in the well, we need you right now. And so then that gave me permission to get up and leave to go help, quote, Billy, who fell in the well. That sounds just like Keaton. I know. So I didn't know what he was going to say. He just knew to call like some at some point between these hours. <laughs> So set that set your kids up for success because there are some times where you walk into something and it's not what you expected. 
I think I also mentioned this. I accidentally went to a party when I was in high school. I didn't go to parties. I was that kid that didn't do that. And I walked in and I saw things there that I wasn't comfortable being around. And so I called my dad and I was like, hey, I, I don't think I can stay. And he was like, all right. Little did I know he actually followed me to the party and parked down the road because he knew that was not the best place for me. And he was going to help if he needed help. If I needed help, and he was Aww. there. Such a good dad. Such a good dad. Oh, man. So I like that, Farron. If someone's, if you see something, say something. If you care about them, and we use the words, I love you enough that I'm okay if you're mad at me for a while, because mm-hmm. this could potentially derail your life. Yeah. Having a sentence starter for all our educator friends. <laughs> What's a sentence starter? It's where you give them the first half of the sentence. So kind of like you were just saying, mm-hmm. hey... I love you enough for you to be angry at me and then finish the sentence like, but we're leaving this Mm -hmm. party now. Yes. I love you enough to be angry with me. You're not going home with that guy. Yeah. Um, So many options. I love you enough that you're not, I'm not going to let you send that email right now. (laughs) (laughs) Sit on it. Think on it. Yes. And that's hard too, especially if it's with your best friend or your spouse. But again, your, your job is to not let your brother stumble. If you see them stumbling, please help them. And Farron has permission to speak into my life that too, like that too. If I am stumbling, her job is to snatch me out of the fire. And I'm fine with that. I think something that will give you perspective in navigating those conversations is remembering uh, the verse that we pulled today that, you know, the way Satan spoke to Eve, this thing that to us just seems like don't do it, don't be an idiot, mm-hmm. was very intriguing and attractive and could see no wrong with it. And so when we do see people stumbling, while it might be clear as day to us, to like, why the heck are you doing that? Just remember that Satan's gotten to them, and it kind of reminds me of Abu in a lot Oh, yes, uh-huh. When he's like, Abu, I know I shouldn't yeah. touch that, and his eyes get big uh-huh, red. So uh-huh. picture your friend is Abu. <laughs> he's, he or she is mesmerized. <laughs> And just come at it at that angle. But if you yeah. come at them like they're a freaking idiot, even if you feel that way, yeah, uh, they're not going to be as receptive. Yes. That's good. I'm glad you tied that in. And same thing with us. That's another thing you can be praying about is where am I, Abu? Because I'm clearly too mesmerized to see it. I need some help there. Which is fine. Everybody needs help. It's fine. That's wow. why we're here. Okay, so your homework is read through the creation story plus Adam and Eve, and that way you can know for sure what happens. Yes. All right, so that concludes episode 209, the Witty and Gritty Podcast. Come back next week for another kid classic. I wonder what you think it will be. Hey, Brooke. Hey, what? Guess what? Tell me. We have an Instagram. Oh, we do. We also have Facebook, but I spend more time on Instagram these days. And let me tell you, somebody named Brooke makes these awesome infographics, which are going to be beautiful to share with your friends as you go through the kid classics. So make sure you're following along and send them to your friends, especially those raising tiny humans, for inspo to talk about scripture with your kids. Yeah, the best thing you can do to help us on Instagram is follow us and then also share it with your friends yes please hooray all right bye